This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was packing. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. And I'm Adam Lustick. And folks, it is one week has passed since um, the epic, dramatic West Coast Fires episode was released, Adam. So dramatic. I mean, even just listening back through it, despite the fact that I knew about the experience, had participated in the podcast itself, even in listening back, I was on pins and needles. Yeah, I think I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for the dramatic retelling. Pat that back. I will pat, pat that back. Pat that back. I'm patting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm patting yeah, no. the back. I mean, Billy, you are, and I don't just say this to blow smoke up your arse, but you are a, a master story craftsman. You have a, a wonderful sense of the dramatic. Um, you are a storyteller uh, au naturel. So uh, it was thank you for keeping us on pins and needles and uh, a, a riveting true story. Me and my smoky ass from the smoke you blew up in. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. We were saying moments before hitting record on our personal devices that your mother yes. was so riveted by it that she didn't oh, only yeah. get in touch with me there is a chance she also got in touch with my mother there was a 100 percent chance i know because my mother told me so mm-hmm. um she was so riveted by your storytelling and the drama of your marina's trip up the coast uh that i was texting with her about um this you know our upcoming maggie and and the baby and i are going actually to see them in new york which i'll talk about later but you know sort of working out some details and she said adam i can't talk right now I'm listening to Billy. <laughs> I'm listening to Billy. Well, you know, it did uh, kind of feel like Billy did the lion's share of the talking that episode. Well, of I course. I couldn't shut up. And it also, to be honest with you, it felt like we could honestly, we, we, we maybe we can revisit this, but it also felt like we could have done another, easily another episode or two mm-hmm. just about that experience, just because so many side quests I'm interested in. What did happen with those animals? What about the 101 freeway? It's just so many, it, it almost raised more questions than answers is the truth. It's true. It's true. Maybe we yeah. can do that. Um, one thing that we couldn't do because it was such a specific episode was play a voicemail, Adam, that you and I got. We yes. got a voicemail from a fan, a friend, and a listener named Spencer Smith. Spencer yes. does the play-by-play for local baseball games. He has the voice wow. of gold, and he wanted to check yes. in. Um, he wanted to check in because I believe he had a dream, Adam. Yes, and his dream was so interesting that we said, "Let's play this dream in the first act, right out the Let's gate." Do it. Yeah. Spencer writes, "Hey guys, please find the attached voicemail regarding an intriguing idea for a future episode topic." Don't worry. I've also formally submitted my request at nojokepubliclist.com. Stay healthy and stay safe. Spencer the Broadcaster. Thank you, Spencer. So let's listen to Spencer real quick, and then Adam, you and I will reflect on it and then get into today's episode. Hey, Billy and Adam. It's Spencer. I had a dream last night that I was listening to the podcast, and at the end of the familiar intro, Billy said, today's topic was, who are we? I would love to hear you guys delve deep into your psyches to answer this question on a future episode. Who is Billy Scafuri? Who is Adam Lustig? How did they come to be that way? The world needs to know. Take the challenge. I dare you. 
I mean, look, it's a wonderful idea delving into our very psyches. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in so much as that that is basically what this, the entirety of the No Joke podcast experience is. Yes. Almost is sort of, a, as we have sort of, I think, described it before, just sort of a scraping of the nook and crannies of your, my brains and imaginations and psyches. But I think that uh, Spencer's, he's onto something there. I think yeah. really, really cool. When he yeah. said, um, Billy says, uh, and today's topic was, who are we? It felt, <laughs> it felt like I was seeing myself look to the camera. I don't know what camera I'm even talking about, but say yeah. that to, quote unquote, the camera. Today's yeah, exactly. topic was, who are we? I would say, Adam, <laughs> yeah. that when we set out to do this podcast, it was largely based on our experiences and uh, the past, present, and future of. Right. And so... Maybe I would suggest to Spencer, um, until we do put out that episode, maybe listen to like the first 170, because we tried. Yeah. We tried that. (laughs) We tried. We tried. Uh, Yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, look, it's funny because I feel like you and I, I don't know, um, I feel like you and I are comfortable talking about ourselves. Obviously, we have this podcast and we talk about ourselves all the time. But like, I do feel like you and I, I should maybe just speak for myself, there's a natural, like almost a limit to my comfort level of like just really examining myself, mm-hmm. heightening that kind of self-consciousness. But it's always worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. Like, I love going to therapy. It's really wonderful. Feels great. Right. So like, I, I, I would be interested in sort of tackling a sort of deeper who is Billy, who is Adam? How did we get here? Sort of existential sort of vibe. I'm always into that. Great suggestion, Spencer. And any suggestion that you make, Spencer, is going to be well-received because you have that voice. And I will also make a suggestion or maybe a request to our boy, Spencer. Spencer, with that beautiful voice of yours, we've heard it uh, make suggestions and uh, leave voicemails. I'd like you to, if possible, read the lyrics to Limp Biscuit's Nookie. Yeah, that would like be good. You, That's a good use of your talent. I'd yeah. like you to just matter-of-factly, or however you choose to, it doesn't have to be like the song, I would just be curious to hear that, that beautiful voice read the lyrics <laughs> to Limp Bizkit's Nookie. <laughs> so you can take that cookie and shove it up your who? Shove yep. it up your what? Shove it what? up your who? Exactly. Um, but Billy, just to circle back to our mothers of it all, um, it's my, my Susan, my mother Susan, in listening to the West Coast Fires episode, was so concerned retroactively and had such a strong sort of maternal worry, oh, my poor sweet baby Billy and Marina instinct mm. that she did either email, text, or I want to say call your mother Marianne just to say, Marianne, oh my gosh, what about this crazy experience that Billy had? Are you okay? Did you know about this? Are you, are you as were you as sort of retroactively frightened as I was? How sweet was is sort that? of how sweet her is vibe. That? Yes, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. But my mom kept saying, like, I'm telling you, I, I, it's really sort of a harrowing experience. I wouldn't be surprised if Billy and Marina have PTSD. Mm, and I, I said, I don't, think, I, I don't think she's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think halfway through, I mentioned that um, we stopped in a town called Eureka, and for a couple hours, I couldn't sleep, and I was just drinking bourbon in a chair, trying mm, to sleep. Yeah. I texted on Mir. I don't know why. And I wrote, I think this is kind of like a traumatic experience. And he wrote, you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Right. So like, and again, and I was like, I know, I was like, I, probably, I think you're right, mom. I'm like, also, Billy and Marina are like home and safe and and okay and 
dealing with it and fine. But also to some degree, to your point, Billy, yeah, you're right. It was like that was so extreme and you don't almost – you kind of take it for granted while you're in the middle of the experience, I would imagine. Yeah, but I don't think now I with a little bit of distance. I don't yeah. think I mentioned that when we got home, I had so much pent-up energy that I just sat down and wrote 4,400 words about the entire experience. There you go. Mm-hmm. Get it out on page. Just get it out. Get it out. I was, yeah. It was just pouring out of me. Um, yeah. Adam, we requested that um, Spencer read the lyrics to Limp Biscuits Nookie, and in that song it says, take that cookie and stick it up your ass and stick it up your ass. <laughs> and I would argue that that is a form of what we are going to try and talk about today, and that is packing. <laughs> Some people pack a cookie in their ass when Limp Biscuit asks them to, and other people just pack a suitcase for a trip. And Adam, exactly, that's what you and Maggie are doing as we speak. Yeah, so we're uh, planning to, we are planning, we're in a couple of days, uh, we are going to be taking an airplane uh, all the way across the country to New York, and then getting in a car and driving upstate to sort of quarantine in an Airbnb for a couple of weeks before staying with my folks for an indefinite amount of time, maybe a few more weeks to see them and just to hang out with them in general and to change up the environment a little bit to escape the smoky air, etc. Yeah. So we are in the throes of, of hurried, uh, of you know, hurried sort of scrambling packing for that experience. Yeah, because you're not just packing for the two of you, um, you are packing for the three of you. Correct. And flying with baby for even a weekend trip requires a lot of packing, but you're packing for for a month plus. So Indefinite, exactly. This, is, this probably has to be the most intense packing experience of your uh, 30-some-odd years on this earth. This packing is my West Coast fires. <laughs> it is my own traumatic... <laughs> yeah. No, it is, it is, though, because, I mean, like, flying... Okay, flying... It in itself, if it were just Maggie and I, is like fine, but also has a certain degree of stress. Any sort of travel is stressful. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it was just me and Maggie flying in a pandemic era is like all comes with all sorts mm-hmm. of extra mm-hmm. stresses. I need to go pick up face shields later today, for example. <laughs> like all the, <laughs> just like you just need to get a face shield. And there's a trillion of other sort of considerations that you have to make with COVID. Mm-hmm. If there wasn't COVID, flying with a baby is its own, frankly, and I think I'm being generous here, absolute night. Mm-hmm. So there's that that's going. So now flying with a baby with COVID, it's a whole – I I am also not sleeping that well. <laughs> I totally understand that that is super valid. Yeah. Do you get a tiny adorable mask for Fig? Well, I think he's too young for a mask. I think he's too young for a mask. I think that he we could do something like that. I think that they have children's face shields, so okay. I think I'm going to get him a face shield. I think we might eschew the mask for him. Um, if he – I knowing him as I do, uh, um, that mask would last on his face for two seconds max. Oh, yeah, that's a world record. Getting, Forget it. I mean, even this face shield is like, haha, LOL, ROFL, good luck wow, keeping that R-O. face shield on it. Yeah, rolling I'm rolling. On. rolling I on. am rolling. Uh-huh. <laughs> Adam, speaking of rolling on the floor, if you're looking for a little Instagram gold, I suggest that you oh. do buy a tiny mask for your tiny baby and then you put it on for a selfie. Good call, dude. Now, now, good call, Bill. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we talked about going viral and about virals in a previous episode, but that's almost a, that's a direct A to B path to virality right there. That is a grown man bridge. wearing a child's mask. Come on, get out of here. In these times, get out of here. In, in these era? crazy times, in, in this cr- economy, exactly. you got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, all right, Adam. I have a lot of questions about the just general travel experience. It hasn't been something sure. that I've done in seven months. So, what do you say we go into an pack break first? We come back and then I ask you some questions about where you're at regarding. <laughs> Sounds good. Packing. Sounds good. I need I need the refresher, honestly. So we could obviously play Limp Biscuit's Nookie. The question is, do we? <laughs> 
Um, I think that maybe we can just at least to give the audience a little bit of context for when Spencer's next voicemail inevitably comes rolling in. That's right. Um, so it might be nice. Right, I haven't so heard the song in bouge. ages. This is a mouge bouge for <laughs> yes. the potential voicemail that we get from Spencer, assuming that he won't lose his job for saying cookie in that yes. ass. Um, <laughs> this is the original, the OG, the number one, yeah. the first, Limp Bizkit, Nookie. Do that. 
welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. We are talking about packing, and that was Limp Biscuits Nookie. Mm-hmm. Nookie. Like, yeah. I don't know what that song's about. I, I, oh, I have no idea whatsoever. Even when yeah. I was a youthful, youthful boy, like you like yeah. to say, I still, yeah. I was just like, I don't know what it's about. I just know that this guy in this red hat is telling me to stick this cookie up my ass, and I guess I'm here for it. I'm, I'm listening we- to it on loop. We may have talked about this before. I know that we've we've done a bit of uh, Fred Durst chatter here, but mm-hmm. uh, I just want to just clarify: was it all? Was the red specifically the red mm-hmm. backwards Yankee mm-hmm. hat? Was it all? Was that his brand? Was it always red? Was it always backwards? Was it always Yankees? The Harvard sailing team only wore argyle when you saw them in public, and yes. Durst only wore a red backwards <laughs> hat. I mean, it's branding, and frankly, more branding. comedians should do it. More artists should do it. If you had to, I know you would never do this, or maybe I'm wrong, but if you had to, like, wear one thing every day forever for your Billy Scafiri brand, mm-hmm. what what do you think that, what do you think that item might be? It can be a as, as your certain... piece. <laughs> oh, wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In which ear? Um, left. Because the right ear. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Dot, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that if you, the Billy sort of visual brand, yes. if you had to kind of, like the cartoon version of Billy, like if Billy was an animated character that wore the same thing every day, mm-hmm. that thing would be a, a left ear Bluetooth earpiece. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Sia had her massive wig and it worked for Correct. her. I mean, Correct. it's like if you need to rebrand in a big splashy way, like you have to yeah. come out the gates and be like, whoa, that's a totally new version. That is not what I expected the new Billy to look like. So <laughs> if I went off the grid offline for six months and people were like, where's Billy? What's he been working on? Maybe a script? No. I've been no. revamping <laughs> and rebranding myself. And I'm going to walk out of a smoky tunnel where there will be a crowd waiting for my rearrival. <laughs> And then they'll see the Bluetooth in oh my, my left Oh my god, ear. is that a Bluetooth? Is that a Bluetooth? Oh my god, it's a Bluetooth. He must yeah. be on the phone. Is he on the phone? He but might not be on the phone. We it's need just to a Bluetooth. Him on social media. We need to follow him <laughs> on social media right now. He's got a Bluetooth oh, in his left ear. Uh, absolutely amazing. I love that choice. Very well done. So this is the second uh, act of this The No Joke podcast. We are trying to talk about packing. However, we are yeah. talking about super cool Bluetooths. Um, yeah. Adam, you bought yes, these sir. plane tickets when? Okay, so that's going to be like five days ago or something. I mean, like this was, um, you know, we had been flirting with the idea of, I mean, we missed my family, obviously. We haven't seen them in, no in months, like, no just doubt. like all of us. We no haven't doubt. seen our families in months. And, you know, they had made plans to come here back in April, but then COVID and cut two. Here we are in whatever the hell month this is, late September. Mm-hmm. So we were like, I don't know. It just feels like we we were sort of on the fence. Are we going to do this? And then just like as the smoke and sort of air quality situation just sort of accelerated and just sort of got, I don't know, sort of interminable. And as the fires continued to rage, it was like, let's just do it. Let's mm-hmm. just like sure. rip it off like a Band-Aid and just like decide to go. And so you Even did that though the, five days say ago. Again? You did that five days ago. Something like that, maybe like a week ago. But mm-hmm. so yeah, something not, not too long ago. We just like went and did it. Um, for the first time in our life, Billy, we're, so we're taking a red-eye flight. You know, Maggie sort of did all the research about like – with kids, what do we do? This let me sleep, ask. The sleep is let me ask yeah. and let me guess. Are you yes. flying first freaking class? Yes, doggy. Yes, doggy. Okay, so kings and queens, it's time for everyone to listen up. My yeah. dad is a first classer. That is for the first time in my life. So this, this is my maiden voyage. So this, I have a few questions regarding this. So you yeah. bought these tickets five days ago in a Something previous life. Call it nine months ago. If you were buying plane yeah. tickets where the plane was set to leave in five days, those tickets would be supersized me. 
they would be very expensive because yes. it's just supply and demand. Of course. So I'm curious, as someone who hasn't looked at an Orbitz um, yeah. in <laughs> yeah. seven months, what do yes. plane tickets look like these days? And what does a first-class flight, if you don't mind me asking, I don't. you in the time of COVID? It really varies. Um, I think, I don't know, I was, I'm not like, uh, uh, what, what plane tickets are generally to, I think they're probably cheaper now than mm-hmm. they are in the before times. I would just say because... that a, an average plane ticket, if you get them with like 40 days in advance from New York to LA or something like that, is high 300s to low 500s. Yeah, exactly. If you get it, wait, say that again, Bill? If, if you, you get, get it like a month in, in advance. Yeah, right, right. So, and, and I think that the, I mean, I think that the tickets are frankly comparable. Um, obviously, it all depends on airline. As you know, depends on like time of day and day of week, all those mm-hmm. things affected, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we were sort of, so that sort of played into our thing a little bit. Like the number one with a kid, it's just like you, like there is almost no price too high for just like some semblance, some, as much security as you can get that the, that the flight experience is going to go smoothly and that he's going to sleep. I, I'm still anxious anxious as hell about that like the sleep him sleeping of it all is yeah. the was the biggest factor in us getting the first because the, now you're um, rolling the dice to say uh we might make the fancies wake up we uh, it's going to happen the like fancies, it, that, we, we need empathetic fancies on this red need, on this because they will they will be disrupted their fancy time is about to be mm-hmm. is about to be babified mm-hmm. and there's just no getting around it i mean i don't know what to tell you like no we you know we have melatonin for him we have baby benadryl we are planning to knock him out mm-hmm. but like good luck chuck right. you know what i mean like good, good luck, chuck. luck. Mm-hmm. good luck chuck and larry it's so like he's got I've a mind seen... of his own I've yeah. seen parents on adorable BuzzFeed lists prax- uh, pack pre-packed Ziploc baggies with a little note that says, hey, my little one is one years old and going on their really first smart. flight. We, like, we apologize in advance. Here's earplugs and like a crackle oh, man. and a, That's and a really little good. crackle bar. That that's um, a pretty good idea. We should do something like that. Would you get ahead of that? it? You know, ing- ingratiate yourself to the fancies. Be like, look, I know we're interlopers here in fancy uh, in fancy land, but mm-hmm. like, well, please just tolerate us for these five and a half hours, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I wish you luck and strength. So this is a direct oh, flight. Baby. It's a direct flight. Um, the idea, I mean, yeah, it's a red eye because for you know we debated this back and forth. What's better, red eye or not? It's like pick your poison because we take the red eye. Now we're waking the poor kid up in the middle of the night to go. But mm-hmm. and again, we hope that he sleeps a little bit on the plane and then in the uh, subsequent three hour uh, drive from New York City to Albany and then uh, and then it'll be 6 p.m. East Coast time and it's right. just like all this math that goes into that jet lag plus baby sleep mm-hmm. so like um, so gotcha. yeah, red eye yeah. so, so do you have to go N95 on the plane or P95 like is there a, a mask like sometimes I'll, I'll vary based on day, mood, weather, air quality. Sometimes it'll yeah. be bandana. Sometimes it'll be slightly higher. And then yeah. when the air quality is really bad, I'll wear like a pretty serious mask. Um, and ninety five, yeah. Do they have a rule on airlines? Like, was there? It's a good question. I got an email from Delta today that was like safety safety notes. So mm-hmm. I I don't know if there's a requirement. Mm-hmm. We have the masks like cloth masks that we've been using essentially this entire time. Right. Plus we got some not N ninety fives but like KN ninety five like the not as good one, mm-hmm. and we're getting these. Face shield. So, so I let think me ask that you is, this. Okay, yeah. so that all makes sense. So let me ask you this theoretical. Yeah. You're sitting yes. in first class, and maybe yes. I don't mean to um, stereotype, but maybe there's an entitled person in first class, and that <laughs> yeah. entitled person has yeah. a saggy, uh, soggy, soggy. What is it? Saggy. A saggy yes. bandana. 
Yes. A saggy bandana that's dripping below the nose and maybe Uh-oh. even going slightly above, like below the upper lip. Oh, boy. Do you just say, well, they tried, they packed a bandana, it's vaguely on their lower half of their face, or do you tap them on the shoulder and say, excuse me, your bandana is sagging? Maybe I write another little note slipping in with a crackle and give him a second, second follow-up second follow up crackle bag that says, please adjust your mask here. Enjoy this crackle. That is uh, so incredible. <laughs> so the way that you're going to communicate with your fellow passengers is just to have like Notes. levels and levels of crackle bags. Exactly. Yes. I think buying like a giant Halloween-sized jumbo pack of mm-hmm. mini crackles mm-hmm. just to sort of give ourselves the flexibility to distribute as needed. So let me ask you this. The flight attendant approaches you. You've been in the air for a couple of hours. Maybe you can't sleep. She approaches you. He approaches you. And they say, is there anything I can get you? Do you say, no, I'm fine? Or do you hand them another crackle bag with a note (laughs) that says, no, I'm fine? (laughs) I think I like to think that if I'm communicating in crackle, then I commit to the crackle. And I can just... (laughs) Like, I'm like the alien in Arrival, where I just, like, communicate non-verbally. I like to think that that would be the case, but I think in a sort of a flight attendant sort of dynamic, I yeah. think I would I think I think would feel comfortable saying no thank you. Yeah, or, that'll water. probably make Or water, please. Ease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That is very funny, exactly. Adam. Right, Billy, so have you ever flown first class in your life? I've I have never not. flown first class in my life, and I don't wear it as a badge of honor, but I do also, like, feel like, and that's cool for me. It is cool, and and, and let me tell you another. It's it is cool. like first. I've always sort of okay, whatever. First class, I'm sure is like fine and good, and you get like warm towels and nice mm-hmm. turkey or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just like nice turkey. Now, don't overlook nice turkey. Don't overlook it. But here's the thing, Bill. COVID times, no plain food. That mm. that element of first class is is eliminated Bummer. completely, Bummer. completely. Bummer. So like, it's not even about that. We are really exclusively doing first class because the seats fold down into a bed, and we pray to Jesus Christ Himself Jeez. that they can get a little bit of sleep. Damn. It's just like that is the only calculus for the first class. It's like what is what will give us the most amount of room so He can fidget and wiggle and hopefully sleep. <laughs> so I have two thoughts on their unrelated one. I've never flown yes. first class, but I think that it would be worth the price gouging if you could guarantee that you don't feel turbulence in first class. I don't know how you guarantee that, but I, I feel know, like right? that is worth the price gouge. Um, totally. So that's just aside. Another thing is that I wrote commercials for, I believe it was Southwest Airlines. Go maybe maybe um, JetBlue? I can't remember. But Got it. You learned, oh, maybe it wasn't JetBlue because there was no first class. I don't remember. But ultimately, the spot was trying to illuminate how planes are laid out and why first yes. class is in the front and why the classes just constantly move back. And it's purely, um, it's like, it's not wish fulfillment, but it's that thing where, like, you see what is out there and it starts to create this want because you're constantly walking past these things. It's just, like, such a basic psychological, oh. you know, just, like, one day I'll be able to just stop walking in row three. Like, when I oh. row 36 by the bathroom, I feel like row 36 by the bathroom. Exactly. It's totally aspirational. To me, first class has always felt silly, almost a little insult, like insulting that it exists at all and that it is, like, eight times as pricey as a coach ticket. It's, it seems like absurd drinking, to me. I think if you like drinking and certain I things guess. like that, it's probably – or if you have, like, deep, deep, deep anxiety and you feel like you can have someone at, you know, your beck and call – 
Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, to be totally honest with you, it would be all about the food. It's just like, <laughs> if it's like the food, if like in coach, if you're not getting fed and at first class you are getting fed, it's like, well, great. And if I have like, a, if I'm rich and I have the expendable income, then like, yeah, why the hell not? Yeah, great. Um, but I with that eliminated. $700 on a good turkey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Right. Uh, but with that eliminated, this is really, is an exclusively a baby sleep based decision. Okay. Oh, man. We, um, I can't wait to get that text from you, Adam, when you get yes. down in JFK and it's like some random hour in the morning and that oh, chapter God. is behind you. As someone exactly. who just spent 45 minutes talking about evacuations, there is something yeah, exactly. so satisfying about the stressful journey being in the rearview mirror. Absolutely. But that uh, and, to that answer, and to answer your, and to oh, answer your question, yeah. I think the tickets were something like 900 or or 1000 bucks a ticket. Wow. Like big, okay, big dog style. I mean, it's the, it's, I didn't, we didn't want to have to do it. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm not making you have to feel like a big dog. I didn't mean to make you feel like, oh shit, like now Adam has to pretend that he's a big dog. I'm not trying to say anything. No, no, no. But when you buy tickets like that, it is big dog style. Any way you slice it. I completely agree. And I'm slicing it in the big dog way. So I completely agree with it. Um, so I said that it's fun to have the journey behind you when the plane lands, you get off the yes. plane. But Adam, we all know that you still have a few more weeks before you can still see thine family. So let's talk exactly. about what those next few weeks might look like um, in the third act. Let's do it. So we have an act break now. Adam, um, okay. what are we talking about? First class. First class, mm. airplanes, the mm. good turkey. Mm, uh, the good turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what song I do love? I don't know if this is if this is uh, it sort of vaguely relates to flying. Is uh, maybe you introduced the song to me actually? The Young Thug. Have we played this? The Young Thug uh, Rocket Man song. Have we played this on the podcast? Young Thug Perhaps Rocket Man. Young Thug covered Elton John's Rocket Man, and it rules. And I'm gonna be. If she won't bang, you let her bang. He said he bleeding with a stain. My bitch ain't the top of food chains. They local, I don't even know the name. I've been fresh since a kid, ain't never played. I just picked up a back in Rotterdam. I'm a whip out the Mac and pop your brain. I do what I want and shout it can't. I do what I feel and shout it can't. I'm digging, I digging, shout it lane. And all of the bitches say they dig. From Maine way to Spain. All I got is some chicken for the thighs. I take on like a plane. Don't come to me. Like a rocket man, yeah, like a rocket man, yeah. I'm a rocket man. Yeah. I'm a rocket man. I'm a private on it. I'm a rocket launcher. It gotta be the pride of something. I'm not mad at stumbling. 
stumble up on a mill. I stumble up on a million five. I spent a fortune on those double seals. If I tell you the numbers, you probably cry. If I tell you you're faking, you probably die. These days, if he say that he hit, then he probably lied. If you say you got wings and some fish, then you probably fried. Got my carrots out of bunny clock. She let me back in like she never cried. She let me back in like I never lied. I look like a cat with 11 lives. I really get shit, you can ask a fly. I'm steady chasing like I'm never tired. I'm living scary like a hundred hives. La mama says it as a butterfly. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. We are talking about packing. That was Young Thug's version of Elton John's Rocket Man. Both mm-hmm. excellent songs. I don't mean to pat batteries. myself on the back in two, two different acts. In pat episode, that back! But I'm about to pat, pat that back. So we <laughs> talked about the 2003 Teen Choice Awards. Um, yeah, we did. Obviously, Junior Varsity to the MTV Movie Awards. Of course. And the MTV Music Awards. I don't know if that's the same awards, but I know that MTV at some points <laughs> gives out awards. Yes. There was like 2002, 2001. I was in college and I remember it was moments before the awards were about to start. So that means that everyone in college is watching their 13 inch box television. Yes, correct. Their 13 inch box television <laughs> to see the MTV Music or Movie Awards. And I remember yes. everyone was trying to say who's going to perform with who. Who won't you believe is going to perform with who? And your boy predicted oh. that Elton John and Eminem were going to perform stand yes. together. And who yes. came out to close out that show? Elton John. And you knew that. You knew that. And that was because Eminem had, had just recently, previous to that show, made some derogatory, sort of homophobic, problematic comments. And this was sort of a PR cleanup uh, mm-hmm. gesture, if, mm-hmm. I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yes. So that's my second pat on the back. I don't think you, the listener, shouldn't expect a third pat. But if it comes, never I'm not know. going to hesitate. I just want you all it, to know I'm not going to hesitate. If an organic pat arises, that back gets patted. Pat That's that how back. it works. Listen, this is the No Joke Podcast, and we encourage all of you to pat that back. <laughs> pat that back. That back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And even if you want to remix that phrase, pat that back into Looking a banger. Looking at you, Caleb. Caleb. Looking at you, Caleb. Yep. Yeah. The pat that back banger might be what the fall needs. That might just be <laughs> what the fall needs. Exactly. Pat that back. So Adam has landed now in this theoretical, a couple days from now, Adam has landed. They have gotten yes. the rental car. We'll get past that. Adam, did yes. you get an Airbnb, a hotel? Where do you quarantine for two we weeks are- in New York? Quarantining at an Airbnb in Albany proper, very mm-hmm. close to the JCC. Thank oh, you. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was its own thing because like New York State has these law. Like New York State is like one of the be- better states in terms of like COVID, and so like uh, p- people coming in from out of state. New York State had a law: you have to quarantine for 14 days if you're coming in from out of state. But like mm-hmm. in the in the midst of us booking all this travel, California was for whatever reason like removed from that list. So maybe we only have to quarantine for seven days but then oh. it's negotiating the comfort level with my own parents and we yes. decided you know what let's just do the 14 days we'll get a yes. test on day seven it'll take another five days to to get the result and mm-hmm. there we go we're at 14 might as well just play it safe so yes, yes. 
we're like, going to be in that, this. Yeah. Does that feel like so tempting to want to just go see the folks at that point? Of course. You've gotten so far and to of know that you have to still stay 14 days. That's a real amount of time. Like it's a real I, amount of time. Yeah. It's like, that's a real hurdle to get over. Um, exactly. And during yeah. that time we'll be able to, we'll, we'll like, of course see my parents, but with masks, outdoors distance, that'll be oh, like a weird sort of like okay, middle, middle time, you know, Okay, got it. That's good. Yeah, but they're like it's it's a whole production, man. I mean, like they are as we speak, running around, getting a crib, getting a this, getting a mattress, mm. getting the food, packing up. They're gonna get into the Airbnb day early and pack it full of figs, this and figs that, and put the food in the fridge and get it all ready because by the time with a baby, it's just like you that you that you're the baby, and this is obvious, but like the baby just dictates not only your life but like the life, like it's just like the the circle of the concentric circle of influence of like a baby's needs is mm-hmm. just there's just. Many any different layers of people that need to accommodate this baby. <laughs> I need to retell a short story. Uh, it'll be a very short story. Great. It should be longer. Um, but just to think about the level of packing, Adam, that you yes. are now involved in <laughs> and having to consider. And so people need to understand that 10, 12 years ago, we were what? Young 20s. And yeah. we went to Burning Man. We've talked about yeah. this. Yeah. We went once, um, just you and I. And then the second time we flew in with our friend Clayton. I don't remember what city we landed in. Safe to assume it was Reno, Nevada. I want to say Reno. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And we got off of this tiny plane, so tiny that I believe you actually pulled your um, luggage out from underneath it when it was done. Oh, right. And yeah. my, if not, it was on a carousel, but this it's just so tattooed in my mind my bag came out i had a duffel bag i had like 10 t-shirts and i was going to survive on that clayton had a slightly nicer piece of luggage that came out again doesn't surprise me just the basics but like a sturdy piece of luggage for seven days in the desert we're waiting on adam's piece of luggage we don't know what it looks like we don't know what to expect and out comes a garbage bag And not even like a hefty cinch sack, folks. We're not even talking like high quality outdoor hefty cinch sack. No. It's one of those $1.99 for eight garbage bags. And And this is all Adam needed to survive for two weeks, maybe, on the California coast. So to know that Adam just 12 years ago could and would and chose to survive on traveling with garbage bag as luggage (laughs) to now having so much to consider is just a whole new world. What a journey. What a, what a, what a road that we've taken to get here. I mean, like in spirit, I am still that garbage bag scumbag. Like I'm still (laughs) that guy. I'm like, that's why all of this is still like a little bit difficult for me. I'm sure that with people more organized and less garbage bag inclined than myself, the packing would be a little bit more intuitive, a little bit easier, come a little bit more naturally. But to your point, Billy, I'm a garbage bag, ripped, pathetic garbage bag, kind of like lowest sort of, you know, whatever. Sure. Uh, So this is, like yeah this is a whole new world on many levels so are you going to be that dad um and mom uh, in the airport that are pushing one of those carts that has like tons of gear on it like what is yes. your gear count yes. are you okay so what are some yes. of the larger items like in yeah. straight up size we're, well, we're going to be bringing three, probably like three big boy suitcases and one little boy okay. at least. So like there's that. And that's just like one of the other benefits of first class. You get to, you get to check all the shit for free. It's like Every. all these bags. It's like six. You get to check like two bags per passenger for free. So like six bags. That's more Man. than enough. You okay. get to check. That's a big win. Okay. So, um, but I would say right now we're looking at like three big boys 
one medium boy, mm-hmm. and then I think, and all that gets checked, and then what comes on the plane with us, I would say maybe Fig's backpack, maybe another backpack of books and stuff for Maggie and I, probably uh, the snacks, I would imagine, go in one of those backpacks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're dealing with a stroller. We're dealing with a travel stroller. car seat. Hold He's going to be sitting comes in a- on the plane. Stroller gets checked on the plane. Stroller gets it? checked oh, on the plane. Okay, it gets checked, checked on. Checked it on. It gets checked. Yeah. Okay. Um, Stroller. He, yeah, he will be traveling in a in a special travel car seat that we have uh, obtained that is like considerably more lightweight than a regular car seat, which is great. Okay. Uh, but there's that. I mean, like, you check so. That? We, no, he sits on that. We bring that onto the plane. Okay, the plane is the car. The plane is the car. Okay. The plane is the car in the sky. Yeah. Wow. So, like, the plane yeah, is the car all, in the sky. Right. So, like, arms full of gear, overwhelmed, weighed mm-hmm. down, crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we are that We are that chaotic family that if you were, like, a single or even, like, unmarried or even unpar- non-parent at an airport, you'd look at us for a second and just, even if you didn't say it out loud, you'd think, like, oi. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope, I don't hope, but I do hope that when you are um, down in, at JFK and your luggage is coming off the conveyor belt, that you do see some sort of 21-year-old standing there waiting for a garbage yeah. bag. <laughs> Just so that you can feel. Yeah. We should all feel those actual chapters in our lives. Some are good and yeah. some are bad. But to see yeah. former and future versions of ourselves, <laughs> there is something very heartwarming about that. We are getting into the sort of the psyche as requested by Spencer uh, sort of uh, territory here. I, I totally agree with you. Sort of getting a vision of your past self as you are weighed down by infant and spilled juice and and spoiled milk spilled on you. The yeah, looking at your is, 21-year-old self will be something. The question yeah. is then, Adam, if you did see your former self or maybe current self but in a former body um, yes. holding his garbage bag, what your gut reaction would be? Would it be... Um, oh my gosh, that's so like funny and artistic and silly. Or would it be, look at that poor slob? No, I think that I would think that probably the former. I would think like, oh, this is this is um, this feels appropriate that mm-hmm. I would be witnessing this young man and his garbage bag luggage and his ripped jeans and his carefree uh, worldview right mm-hmm. now. That this 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 makes sense. I was once that man. That, that was a that nice time. Would, do you think that you would approach him and say, hey, listen, I know that you're walking <laughs> around with a garbage bag right now, but in a few years you'll have this, and then you point to your mountain. <laughs> I think I would probably say that in a note with a crackle, and I would just slip into a blackout. That's when the improviser's person in the booth would black out the scene and say, John, well done. Yeah, I'd give him maybe a full-size crackle because he's going to need it. So, Adam, I think that the next time we record a No Joke podcast, you are going to be on the East Coast. Yeah, brother, I'm bringing all the gear with me, and by that I just mean laptop and microphone. But, yeah, absolutely, of course. We'll uh, We'll be recording from there. That'll be fun. That'll be interesting to hear how everything is going. Um, Can't wait to report to you. I want to speak on behalf of the No Joke Nation and say we wish you a peaceful trip across the country. Thank Uh, you, Nation. Thank you, Bill. Yes, and uh, we can't wait to hear from you when you get to northern New York. I can't wait to to be heard from. Uh, It should be quite an adventure. Yes, and it will. Yeah. Um, thanks to Spencer for checking in. Yes. Uh, once again, this was the packing episode of the No yes. Joke Podcast. And for yes. the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafuri. I am Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.